Adam and Eve is not giving you 10% off and not 20% off or even 40%. Your discount is even bigger. AdamandEve.com is giving you a whopping 50% off. But why stop there? In addition to 50% off, you also get 10 free gifts. That includes a racy item for him, a sensuous toy for her, and something we know you'll both enjoy. And six extra special bonus items that are sure to rev your engine, pique your curiosity, and even blow you away. And best of all... Free shipping. Always delivered in discreet packaging. So rethink your bedroom routine. Go to adamandeve.com and enter the station's exclusive code at checkout. Miller. And get, you know the discount, 50% off almost any item and 10 tantalizing free gifts. That's Miller. Again, Miller. Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Happy, happy hour. Uh, just a warning. This is going to be extra fabulous. Haley Sahar is here of FX's Pose. Uh, and also actress. you're on the uh, uh, Freeform show Good Trouble right now. Freeform, right? Good Trouble. Yeah. Good yes. Trouble as well. Which Look, our friend Peter Page produces. I know. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yes. Okay. And well, Ryan Murphy obviously produces Pose. Yes. And can I just say, you are... You're the it girl. You are a, a trans actress, obviously, in Pose, but... <gasps> Yeah, see, Jamie's excited. <laughs> but yeah, my uh, my best friend is staying here, and she comes upstairs. She goes, "She looks just like your long term ex, Leslie." <laughs> I said, or someone much younger that that would ever date me. But you are gorgeous, and you are fantastic, and thank you for coming. Thank you, thank you for having me. I love your energy, your vibe. I'm I'm really looking forward to this. Yeah, I we already clashed in the kitchen because she said I'm from Los Angeles. I'm like, no, you're not. Nobody is fucking from Los Angeles. <laughs> Is that your story? You can't drop an F bomb if you want to. This is not FCC. No, yeah. I really am from Los Angeles, which is yeah. really weird because no one really is from here. They're no, always no from one's somewhere from else. Yeah. Yeah. I'm calling bullshit on your story already <laughs> as much as I love you. All right. So, wait, let's just. Uh, I was even watching a piece on uh, KTLA. Was it Channel 5, Travis? Yes. An interview. Uh, this is fantastic. You are a trailblazer in many ways. For one thing, starring in FX's. First of all, I love so many things about me. Where, where do you, about you? Where do we start? Starring in FX's new dance musical drama Pose, which features television's largest cast of transgender actors in a series regular roles. When she's not acting, she's a gifted recording artist, fashion designer, and human rights activist. You are doing it all, but can we just start? Because I don't know. You may be not old enough to get the references I'm going to make. Well, the show but was you set are... in the 80s, so oh, right. she, she has so, to have done yeah. her homework. <laughs> but she's like... Why? She had like a background in fame, almost like the high school, the performing arts high school, and her father's a preacher. So it's like Footloose. Like this is, <laughs> yeah. someone needs to remake Footloose with her starring. 
Her father was a preacher. A trans. She's a footloose. she's a trans right footloose. Travis, help me. That sounds fun. I'd, I'd definitely be open to that. Billy's in. Sounds a lot of fun. Okay, yeah. we're, we're, we're gonna get on that. We've got some people out there. I'm sure. Right? You know people. <laughs> There's who, people listening. Call Rob Reiner. <laughs> Listen, Ryan Murphy knows who she is. Yes. Who else do we need? Exactly. He should do the fame <gasps> or the the Gasp. footloose remake. Remake. Speed into existence. Yes, exactly. Yes. Right. Exactly. Rob Reiner and Ryan Murphy. Coach, okay, listen. All right, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Haley. <laughs> All right, so you are 30. Yes, Jamie, I was just, a, she knew she was warning Bark that I was going to say so close to my age. I'm, we know better. Shut up. Well, <laughs> yes. I, I'm somewhere around that age. I really don't tell my age. Okay. A lady never tells her age. Of course. So people have been guessing. I've never really confirmed anything. <laughs> See, way to do it. That's how you, that's how you stay right. relevant in this industry. We're going to drag you into politics in a minute, but... Uh, Still, I have to say, this is so, uh, Pose is so groundbreaking, not just that there's so many, there's five trans regulars, series yeah. regulars, but yeah. everybody behind the camera, almost, yeah, that, right, a hundred people. Are, it is, yeah, from the some of the writers, also the makeup uh, artists, yeah. hairstylists, it's so many trans people, it's yeah. the most higher trans people ever. Um. Okay, so I... I had to find out everything about you. You started, you say, I started my process as a transgender woman as a teenager. Mm-hmm. So you can imagine that having grown up, uh, have men coming on to me in that way, not having any protection, not having anyone there to stuck up for me was very dangerous and very scary for me. Mm-hmm. And I think most, a lot of people don't get that, how dangerous it, the levels of violence to trans people. Yeah. Right? Yeah. What, but what, I, I'm going to be just an old, I'm just a regular lesbian. Mm-hmm. What? Why is that? Why do you think the levels of violence? Because obviously, all of us gay people have had huge levels of violence. But what? What yeah. is that? Do you think? Is it? it well, what? I I think that a lot of men fetishize uh, women of trans experience. So me being a teenager is when I started my medical transition. Yeah. Um, and socially as well. Um, there wasn't a lot of inclusion. So there wasn't a lot of people for me to go to to assist me with. Um, my process yeah. and knowing how to be safe about things and there were a lot of predator predators and they really prey on the vulnerable and women of trans experience are very vulnerable because they don't a lot of them don't have families their families have you know kicked them out or they don't have a lot of friends so they kind of look towards someone to guide them and these men kind of take advantage of that so for me um just not knowing how to navigate not knowing you know, there not being enough information out there for me to Google or look up. It, it wasn't like that for me yeah. when I first started my transition. So I had a lot of predators that that were after me, and it was it was very dangerous and it was very scary. I'm well. You met my best friend already, who's an actual psychologist. I'm a pop psychologist, but I, I'm going to have to say that <laughs> Jamie, mommy, this is a very serious subject, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to have to say that part of it is obviously they perceive you as a woman. Mm-hmm. And then when they find out you're trans, mm-hmm. it's more about them, isn't it? It's about yeah well, their masculinity and, and anger yeah. stemming from that, I think. It is. And then it's, it's, it's so interesting, the dynamic, because on one point, yes, I am a woman. And then once I had disclosed that to some people, it went from they still wanted to go to bed with me. But now it was, well, you're going to go to bed with me. Because you're not a, in their terms, which is so incorrect, you're not a real woman. So you're going to go to bed with me. Or if you're not, I'm going to take it. I'm going to do this. Yeah. So it was very, it was like that. And then to not feel like there's anyone to look up uh, to, to protect you. 
a lot of these women have been raped and murdered as well. And it's very, very dangerous. And you talk about that in your experience, even in show business and getting an agent and all of that, that there was this, that you're talk about your me too stuff, because this is an important moment that, that as you say, it was almost worse that when you told them, then it was like, Oh, now I have to sleep with you. Yeah. So I was, uh, I remember I was about 16 years old and I was looking for an agent. And, um, at this point I had already started my transition. Um, I had, I won't name what agency it was, but I, I, you know, signed with them. And um, I felt at the time that I had to be open with everyone. I felt, okay, if you're going to hire me, I want to be honest with you. I am a woman of trans experience. And I thought that was what I was supposed to do. Well, it went from them loving me and respecting me to them telling me that if I did not do these things as far as sexual um, pleasing them, sexually pleasing them, that I wouldn't be, you know, on their roster and, and, I was afraid because these were these were grown men. I mean, well off into their fifties and forties. Yeah, and you were was, sixteen at the time. I was sixteen. Yeah, I was sixteen. Haley, do you feel like it's again? Uh, it almost sounds even worse to me than sort of just straight actresses that mm-hmm. that you know there was that expectation. Yeah, yeah, and then I think also because they in their eyes it's like well. No one's going to believe you anyways. No one's going to listen to you anyways. Because even at the time, there was like Jerry Springer. The only depictions we saw of people with trans experience were mockeries. We always saw them as the butt of the joke Mm -hmm. or on Jerry Springer and things of that nature. So already in the industry, we're looked at as not to take seriously. So I think that it made it more easy for them to come at me that way or women or trans men for for that way. Well, I mean, I have to be honest because I'm... A liberal woman but I'm a woman of a certain age yes and you're right like that that it is just it's not that it it's just a I grew up in Catholic school you know my whole life I don't I barely knew people of color let alone people you know what I mean yeah. like it just when you come from a limited experience it doesn't mean you're bigoted it was just outside my experience mm-hmm. so I remember um, God, I think it was in college they uh, there was we had a professor that said I used to be a Marine and now I'm a woman and I'm, you know, I remember it was just like all of us like, what? what? I'm just, I don't know. I'm just like a 20 year old USC student. I don't really, you know, but that was, it was a long time ago, mm-hmm. but still, I think that that's part of people just, I, I, where was the one show you were in? I love this. Oh, I was this in good trouble that you're also good in. Trouble, yes. Yeah. I love this line. Jasmine talking to her bisexual brother. She says, apparently T is optional when you're LGB. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that basically is stemming from the different levels of privilege within the community itself. Right. Um, I think with even within the community, a lot of times women of or men of trans experience have been looked at as like a joke in a sense, where it's like, why can't you just be gay or lesbian? Why yeah. can't you just be this or yeah. that? You're making it hard for us. And I think when people have reached a certain level of acceptance within the cisgender world, they don't want to lose that privilege. Mm-hmm. So instead of helping they become the oppressors as well yeah and um i think that has been really you know sad within the within the community yeah yeah well you know i i would say just in my experience travis well obviously because you look like my ex (laughs) (laughs) i like really pretty feminine women and so i've been with Mm. bisexual women a lot not a lot but but most girlfriends i've had have been either married or with men at some point i mean i have been and so i think but there is there's that sometimes like you know uh, bias i mean i have liberal friends that have been like oh please you know bi men are just on the way to gay and bi women are just straight women playing they're playing around with you yeah and so there 
How do we combat that, the biases between, within LGBTQT? Right. I think it's just about treating people like a mirror, you know? Right. If you want to be free and be yourself and just to be loved, I think that you should treat other people that way. I think as humans, we get too caught up on judgment. Mm -hmm. We get too caught up on trying to place people in a box. Just let people be. And instead of judging, listen more. Listen to that person telling you this is who I am and just respect them for that. I love that. I, You know what? I was reading an interview. You talked about that too. And I've often thought that too just because of, you know, we all have our personal experiences. But you said that. I don't know if you said boxes or labels, but you're right. It's all the same thing. Like yeah. what? And it feels like that's the next generation mm-hmm. is, you know, meaning you. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up, someone much younger than me, Travis. No. She's at least 15 years younger than you, so that is appropriate. That is a generation. More than that. My point is... <laughs> no, but but I think that is true, and that's what makes me hopeful, is the next generation really is much more... No labels, no, you know... Yeah, because... I have a friend who's with someone, you know, who's intersex, and mm-hmm. she's like, oh, no, my kids don't care about that part. What they care about... <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's really true. Yeah, I think... Uh, our generations, we just see people for who they are. If you're cool, we just think you're cool. Yeah. We don't have these hang-ups or this this uh, depiction of people that we want you to be one way and that's how the way, that's all it should be. We don't see that. We just see yeah. life as this is a learning experience. You're a new person. You're a new person. We're here on this yeah. earth together. Let me experience you. Let me experience you and let's just love each other. Like we have a more clear understanding of yeah. just how humans should be. Well, you know, I think that's happening already. I mean, when you look at this new, beautiful, female, multicolored Congress, you know, yes. and I mean, I have to, I, we're very political, so I haven't dragged you into it yet. I've been trying to just lure you into my web <laughs> about how it feels to be who you are in Donald Trump's America, mm-hmm. but it has been a hateful, divisive place. And the, this beautiful, multicolored female Congress we have is really inspiring me. But that's what you said. You said the next steps for Hollywood and the world is to shed labels that put people in boxes. We have all these labels. If we take the labels off, we realize we're all just human. Um, the world is so much more beautiful with all the colors of the rainbow. Yeah, it is. And that's what I see when I see the new Congress and the new like women that are leading it and, and at the forefront of all this. And, you know, you look at studies on Generation Y, which I'm too old to even know how fucking old that is, Travis. But however, it's young. <laughs> that's younger than me. But but that's the thing is they don't care yeah. about all this. Yeah. Because it doesn't matter. It yeah. really doesn't. I always equate life to uh, like a piece of glass. And I'll, I'll tell you what I mean by that. If you took a piece of glass and you dropped it on the ground, it was shattered. You yeah. Know? Life is so fragile in that way, right? So we're here for a short amount of time. And whenever that glass drops, life is over. Yeah. So that's really that fucking time, depressing. Thanks for that. In that time frame. No, but what I'm saying is in that time frame, what are we doing? Oh, no, that's uplifting now. See what are you we, did? You, know you know turned you it around. Now it's uplifting. <laughs> Yeah, because what are we doing? We need to spend this time loving each other because life is short. We're we're yeah. caught up on the wrong yeah. things. And I think that my generation, we understand that. We yeah. understand the true value of life. All this other stuff, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's fun. It's cute, you know, but it doesn't really matter to yeah. what's really, it's really important at the end of the day. See, I was thinking of the glass figurines, Travis, of my gentlelewoman calling oh, no. <laughs> shattering on the floor. Mm-hmm. Does she get that reference? Do you get that? It's an old lady play. I barely get that reference. All right, shut the fuck up. All right, listen. (laughs) So let's talk about Pose for a second, because this really, I'm sorry, I frequently say if Rachel Maddow didn't say it, I didn't hear it, because I have to, we are so, right, soaking in the news cycles, but it really does sound like it is so sort of 
a reflection of dealing with the prejudices and things that we're all dealing with in Donald Trump's America. Yeah, it is. Um, and the great thing about polls and the beautiful thing about it is it speaks to everybody and not just if you're of trans experience. It humanizes everyone in a way where it's like, hey, right. I'm dealing with the same thing. Any form of discrimination, any form of non-acceptance, that's what it touches on. So it's yeah. beautiful in that way. And it is well, relevant to Trump because well, hey, one of the characters works in Trump Tower. Oh. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but poor wait, Evan Peters. <laughs> I thought this is the other reason it was relevant. You were talking about the trans people should play trans people. You said there was a time in history when black artists were not allowed to play themselves. There was blackface. Hello, that's in the news. <laughs> <Kind> <laughs> Part of, of white descent putting on makeup and playing black characters. It's offensive. And that's... that's yeah, and I understand what you're saying. Like, yeah. there are a lot of tra- talented trans actors. Why? Yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah, I just, I, this interview in particular, you said, I don't think young people take care as much about being gay or straight or transgender. If you're cool, you're cool. If you're great, you're great. I don't want to limit myself to just transgender roles, though, in the future. Um, I lo- label myself as transgender woman. I'm just a woman with dreams. I'm a girl with dreams who happen to, happens to be trans. As far as wanting a family, wanting to be married, wanting to provide for my family, be nurturing, those are all important things that any woman would want. I operate in my life every day as a woman. I've been this way since I was a child. It's who I am. That, for some reason, because I'm old and fucking clueless, that surprised me in a way. But so what What does that look like to you? In what way? Well, I mean, just because you're saying I'm... You feel yourself as a typical woman, so you like to, mm-hmm. to marry and have kids and... Yeah, meaning... And I can only speak from my personal experience. Me, myself, I've always governed myself the exact same way. I've always been the same person. Right. I've always had the same dreams. I've always had desires of having babies and being pregnant and all of these things since I was right. really little. So I can only speak from my personal experience. So when I say I am a woman who happens to be of trans experience, just like right. if, if another woman said I'm a woman who happens to be white, I'm a woman who happens to be black, I am a woman who happens to be multiracial and I happen to be transgender. Yeah. But it doesn't take away from the instinct I have as a woman yeah. to do those things that every little princess yeah. wants and, and, and has. So um, are you are you married or not, not married. married? I mean, but boyfriend, do you have a, I mean, what's going on? Uh, no, I'm not dating right now. Okay. No, right. I'm not dating. Travis told me don't get all nosy. But listen, all I want to say is I, we have one thing in common that I don't I have no idea. She said, don't ask. But listen, I know if I wanted to have kids... It's like a... It's a ghost town. Yeah. There's barroom doors down there, so I would have to adopt. I would not be a good parent. That's not my point. My point is... Mm-hmm. But my point is, like, like you were on... What's the, the uh, series that fosters, right? Good trouble. Like, yeah. families can look like anything they and can, yeah. uh, b- come into being in a million different ways, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it's... it's that, That's not what families should be. I, so, wait, tell me about the... Because I did the fosters... Your show spun off of the Fosters. Yes. The, yeah. Yes. Good trouble. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, the Fosters, of course. I, and I remember I saw the clips. I didn't see the whole series, but it centered on an interracial lesbian couple raising biological adopted and foster kids. Um, at the core of the show was about found family and unconditional love. My best friend and I always say that. That we're chosen family. Yeah. Anyway, and that has nothing to do with anything. Like, yeah. Any kind it's of labels. It's all about the love, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's all it's about. Yeah, um, and the fact that a lot of our regular families are assholes. But my, <laughs> no, not no, a, theoretically, some people, Travis. You met my mom. No, you met my mom. No, and my your buddy. mom is not. 
that was when she actually met my gay family. It was like yes. she does not come down from Fresno very often, so she came down. It was like she's like, fantastic. What you're saying it was like she got to see that. Oh, this is like she got the family thing finally. She saw yeah. that and yeah. like right. how you can be surrounded by love and it's not biological. It's yeah. not right. Can I ask? What is your relationship like with your father? Oh, so I well, I think uh, both sides of my family. It's different. I have a mom's side and my dad's side. Okay. So the dad's side, which is the whole. My grandfather was a pastor. My dad's now a pastor. I, I have that, to get to the footloose part. Yeah. <laughs> Don't play it. My relationship with uh, my dad now, it's its building. We're okay. working on it. Um, he's very proud of what I'm doing. But there's a lot of layers to things that I endured and went through with my dad, which I will talk about at a different time. No, that's, no, that's understandable. I don't want, I you don't were, want you were the only daughter of six, and yeah. your dad was a pastor, and you're a dancer. Oh, my God. God, Travis, we have to make this Footloose remake work. <laughs> we have got to. Yeah, I have five brothers. So, um, but my mom is incredible. My mom is is really the total opposite um, from anything that is like my dad. Um, yeah. But me and my dad were working on our relationship. So, now. no, wait, what you talked about being biracial. Mom, so that, I, I did. That I, was... I didn't focus on that when I was really little because I, I longed for that affection I wasn't getting from, mm-hmm. and not just my dad, but my dad's side of the family. I wasn't getting it, and I really longed for it, and I kind of was like, not paying attention to what I did have. And then something just clicked in me. And yeah. I was like, you know what? I have five brothers who absolutely love me. They treat yeah. me like a princess. My mom loves me and they're always there. And I started focusing more on so that. Did they accept that as right away when you were a Everything. teenager? You know, what's so funny. Um, my mom, when I first told her um, that I, that I'm a girl, when I told her that my mom told me a story. So when my mom went to see what I was going to be when I was inside of her, they actually told her I was a girl. And my name was going to be Brittany. So after that, uh, she would go and they would look and it was supposed to be a girl. And so when it came out, my mom said she bought me a little dress and that was my outfit. She was going to take me home in. And then obviously I came out, you know, physically something else. Yeah. But just hearing that story and then everything coming full circle. Was wow. Like, wow. I was, this is really who I authentically am. And you talked about being biracial. Your, your mom is what your dad's what? Multiracial, was- yes. So my mom is uh, Jewish. She's also black and Indian. Wow. My dad is German, Mexican, and black. Wow. And Indian. Wow, wow. You are like you Kamala are United Harris. Colors of Benetton. She could be Kamala Harris's little I sister. <laughs> I hope all of you become president one day. All right, Haley, hold that thought. Travis, all this competing with other pageant girls is making me very sleepy. I may need to go take a break in my Casper mattress. Are you all tuckered out? Yes, I'm tuckered out. It's just exhausting, all this sisterhood. Uh, if you want to upgrade your sleep game, and who doesn't, look no further than Casper, the sleep company with outrageously comfortable products at not-so-outrageous prices. Right? It's a good uh, deal. Mattresses, pillows, sheets, duvets. Transform the way you sleep. I, I got them all. This mattress, game changer, man. Experience Casper for yourself. Get the sleep you deserve. The Casper mattress combines four layers of pressure-relieving foams for all-night comfort, softer under your shoulders, firmer under your hips for healthy alignment and extra support and, you know, Mm. in case you need that down in the hip area. You need some support in your hips. People have a life to anyway. You want want to elevate those hips? Support them? Plus, uh, breathable foams designed to keep you cool all night long. Bedding frames, even a dog bed. Yeah. Yeah. Casper has everything you need to create the perfect sleep environment. You get a risk-free trial on all mattresses. And with Casper's President's Day sale happening now, it is the perfect time to upgrade your mattress. What are you waiting for? Let's go. Upgrade your sleep game, man. Casper.com. You'll get 10% off any purchase with a mattress today. Casper.com. Casper.com. Terms and conditions apply. Additional fees may apply for Hawaii and Alaska. That is Casper.com. And now, back to happy hour. 
But yeah, I it, first of all, I love this. You you started at an early age as a Spark Kid dancer for you danced for the uh, WNBA Sparks. Yes, yes, that's fantastic. Shout out to Lisa Leslie. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, I love her. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not that kind of lesbian. I don't go to the WNBA, <laughs> but I know of it. Um, okay, so wait, so then you your first one of your first credit you you uh, started opposite Jeffrey Tambor in Transparent. I did. Yeah. yeah, I did. How? What was that experience? That was early on. Yeah, um, that experience. <laughs> this is a Jeffrey. This might be a Jeffrey Tambor oh, story. Yeah, we don't want that. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'll good tell you the right? good. I'll tell you the good stuff. So I was happy because I was right. working my butt off. I was working my butt off, and I got a lot of doors closed in my face once I told them, you know, I was a trans woman. So it was very hard. So when I got that role, I was ready, and I was happy. Yeah. I was happy that day. Yeah, yeah. Is, is, was, you know what? Is there any liquor in that Mary, play, Mary? Because there needs to be. No, it's, it's, it's virgin. <laughs> okay. But I said clever girl because that looks really, really real. It, well, it tastes it. really good. It's exactly. a virgin Bloody Mary, but yeah. it tastes right. really good. Well, Mine's not. Travis. <laughs> Mine's not. We need some Jeffrey. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen on this show. Excuse us. Sorry, we're having audio problems. This is, this is how it, uh, producers and talk in talk during it. <laughs> um, okay. Wait, you know, I found this ironic. Again, maybe I'm uh, uh, I'm too old and you're too young to know this, but um, you were honored with an invitation to speak at the HIV AIDS epidemic uh, at the Ronald Reagan International Trade Center for the 57th Presidential Advisory Committee, um, which is fantastic. But, you know, a lot of us oldsters blame Reagan for AIDS. You know, like my high school boyfriend died of AIDS. Like he was one of the first guys that got it because... Uh, I feel like the you know Reagan administration just ignored it, or they thought yeah. all the right people were dying. Yeah, as they some of them said at the time. Yeah, um, yeah. I actually just recently lost my my best friend of uh, since I was nine years old. I actually recently just lost him to that same thing. Oh, so sorry. literally in like the last two months or so. Yeah. Um, so I'm so sorry. Yeah, when I was able to speak on behalf of uh, the trans community with just how we can protect ourselves better and just bringing more awareness, I was happy to do that. Yeah. Um, I think any chance I'm given to be a positive role model to kind of rewind the misconception of trans people, yeah. I'm happy to do that. Well, it also uh, contribute, you it continue to contribute to the East L.A. Women's Center Against Domestic Violence because, again, you know, I don't know if normal, you know, if everybody knows that the degree of violence against trans people being so much higher even than against gay people. Yeah. And it, it's... Um, you know, we started to talk about that at the beginning, about why that is and mm-hmm. why you're particularly vulnerable. But it it seems like it brings up more shit in other people than it does in you, yeah. right? I mean, I think, I think people get uncomfortable with what they're not familiar with or what they're scared of. I think right. a lot of times maybe some men are drawn to women of trans experience or men rather, and it almost forces them to look at themselves and say, well, is something wrong with me or what is this? I, I'm attracted to her, but I don't, I don't like that I'm attracted to her. So let me take it out on her now. Right. And um, all we're doing is just living, you know, and just being ourselves yeah. Yeah. authentically. And, and that's the, that's the beautiful thing about trans people. It's like everyone walks around with a mask, no matter who you are. Yeah. You put on what you want the world to see you as. Well, with a trans person, we're just our authentic selves. And how can you be mad at that? What do you, it, okay. Is this already too old reference? What did you think of the crying game? The crying game. I went to the bathroom during the key scene, and I still don't know the secret, but tell me what you... 
Is that no? That, I do. I do. I, think know. I saw it. Yes. Um, it, was, it was a bit before her time. Yeah. I know, well, I, I know. I my references are going to be really old. Uh-huh. They're from the AIDS, the, the Reagan administration. And it was from with the, the trans game. man, and right? also was, from Footloose. Really, the first movie where there was like a I did trans see character. that. I did see that. Um, my thoughts on it. Well, I hated the bad scenes where he got harmed by the two guys. Um, I, I like that that movie was created though because it brought awareness. I mean, I look at I didn't have anything to look towards when I was little. There was no trans stories or yeah. movies or anything. So when I saw that, I was like, wow, you know, yeah. this was incredible. Of course, I hated what happened, but yeah. um, I like that it was actually in the room and we were able to talk about it. Yeah, that's yeah. it's similar with the gay community and the trans community. Is the gay community is a little bit ahead of you as far as having the representations in the media and yes. seeing it. And it started out with you know straight actors playing. Yeah. gay parts and then yeah. uh, and I mean like going back to uh, I haven't seen it Boys yeah. Don't Cry yeah oh you haven't seen Boys Don't Cry I know Dylan and alright you're fired well it's not one of those movies I'm just you, kidding when you want to have a good time that's not the movie to watch <laughs> I know that no, much about it's it it's true it's but true we've, we've talked about that's that's and Dylan loves that movie he cries every time he sees it yeah but we just have not sat down to watch that but yeah but doesn't that also I'm reflect I, I was thinking of the Boys Don't Cry movie when I said that I didn't want to refer to the other character as a trans man the trans woman was in the crying game. Yes. And yes. yes. I'm so sorry. Yes. I, I was thinking of that movie you just mentioned. Listen, you're like have joined the cast of Cocoon. Is that also too old of a reference for you? Because now this is like I you're stuck know. with really old people <laughs> in a basement <laughs> making movie references. They're like, do you, you're like were you Brim- guys alive for the talkies? Wilfred Brimley no. was younger than you when he made Cocoon. That's true. Just to point out. Cocoon up, is a Travis. movie that came out in the 80s starring Steve Gutenberg, who you probably don't. I don't. He was in the Police Academy movies? Oh, my God, Travis. Do you feel like you're hipper and younger you than me? Because you oh, are. No, this is so no, sad. No, this is nothing to do with age. I'm actually really better with faces, and I forget names. So okay. All right, can I, you just I might tell, know. Let's just have Sean. Uh, three Sean Men is, and a Baby. Say it again? He was in Three Men and a Baby. Yeah. All right, Sean. Okay. Yeah, Travis, Sean's Sorry. courageous. Okay, We're Sean's, just, Sean's you know what? Let's just outsource our own jobs. Sean, go. Just test something relevant with a movie reference in the last... I don't know, five years. I don't know. <laughs> no, but we've seen an expo- right. but there has been an explosion of seeing trans characters yeah. portrayed. Well, but, but but I think like she's right. The the movies have the portrayals have, you know, progressed along with mm-hmm. everybody's consciousness because you're yeah. right, it was it, I mean it, it, because you're right, there even some movies probably made you feel like, Oh, I only have a really dark future. Whereas, yeah, yeah. And, and then there were very far and few movies because that's the only movie. Those two movies you just referenced are the only two I could remember, and those were even before yeah, I was to able the, to even be aware of them. So. The nineties and early two thousand, yeah, yeah, two thousands. I, I was a little kid then, so that for me was still, it was still like, uh, yeah. This is for us, Travis. This <laughs> yeah, is for us. We're, this is for us. No, I, this is this is why the future is bright, though, because right. People, I gotta wear shades. No, people um, realize that that you have a different outlook, and you, yeah. Okay, people I, your age have grown up listen, with gay friends, lesbian friends, who are just always themselves. Yeah. And trans women or men who, who could transition early, early on in their lives in a way that even my generation, we couldn't. Mm-hmm. Right. It's a whole different ballgame now. Yeah. No, I took it. It was, you know, I, I came out relatively late. You know, I mean, I was out to my friends and family, but out like publicly and comfortable with it. And I mean, now I think compared to your experience, that was nothing. I'm like, I'm a pussy and a pussy grabber. Oh no, but it's all it's all important. It's all relevant. I think it's all just a, a test of the times, really. It's yeah. That was that was your time, and that was you know, the hard, difficult and hard, and the you know what you guys had to go through. So. Haley, here's one thing we do. Uh-huh. I'm just desperately grasping for something we have in common, and that is being pageant girls. 
Patrick I was, well, I was fourth runner up in America's Junior Miss in Lockport, okay. New York in 1978. Anyway, um, <laughs> and Miss Congeniality also, Travis. I don't doubt that one bit. <laughs> People like me. Um, but I just love you. You, um, you talked about your experience in working with other women in pageants um, and how that played into the sisterhood in Pose. You said when you're talking about a minority that is born into poverty and hardships, it's easier to transcend to a more loving environment because you all come from a place of struggle of some sort. None of us had been born into privilege. All of us strive to be who we are. We're still striving to be what we're doing now. We see ourselves within each other. Um, that, I think, is really, and this is what I'm talking about with the new female Congress. There is a sense of sisterhood. sisterhood and yeah. it, sound, it sounds funny when you say pageant, but you're right. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I mean, I'm a former, former pageant girl, um, former Miss USA uh, for oh, the trans community. Me. So, <laughs> so um, yeah. That kind of makes fourth runner-up in the Lockport Junior <laughs> kind of pale, Travis. She, she just blew you away. See, pageant girls no. are so fucking competitive. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> you're gorgeous. Um, thank you. No, but, but, but being amongst my cast members, I remember the first day we met the five of us, we just instantly connected and we connected on just what we were doing and how important it was. And we all got it. We were like, you know, this has never been done. And we really have to be the example to almost rewind the narrative of what people think we are. Do you love Miss Congeniality? I love it so much. Of course it's, I, I do. I want to kiss it and date it and marry it. I, I love everything no. with Sandra Bullock. <laughs> I like the first one. I love the second She's one. She's amazing. She's I amazing. I love her so much. Yeah. My ex used to say, like, my barometer of a good movie is if uh, Julia Roberts is in it, and now it's Sandra, Sandra Bullock. You know my it. favorite movie of Julia Roberts? I love uh, My Best Friend's Wedding. Yeah, Of course, Pretty Woman. Yes. Well, yeah. Oh, my God. You can't go wrong with Pretty but, Woman. Yes. Yeah. You said, I brought my sisterhood from the pageant world, being there for each other, supporting each other, and fighting hard um, to this new role. Okay, well, here's something else. Here's where we intersect. No, no, just wait. Okay. We're going to have a bonding moment, Travis. Just wait for yours. <laughs> you have a playlist for Lulu. You were asked, what do you listen to? I grew up listening to a lot of Prince. Me too. Did you? My mother is in love with Prince. Oh, here we go. My mother. I'm your mother's age, but okay. So you have Purple Rain. We can listen. We're gonna party like it's 1999, and you and I are a lot younger. I remember. Were you born in 1999? I was was alive then. Yes. Should have been born then. You were 11. All right. You know this is not making me feel as good as I thought it would. (laughs) I loved Prince so much. Yeah, this was playing every morning. Yeah. What? (laughs) Okay, Janet Jackson. Just call me Miss Jackson. Miss Jackson, if you're nasty. If you're nasty. Yes. Chaka Khan. I'm sorry, Chaka Khan. Yes. Chaka Khan. I'm sorry, did you say Chaka Khan? Chaka. (laughs) (laughs) See, she got that joke. She got that joke. She listens to the song. Okay. I love that that's your playlist for Lulu. That's fantastic. But it's also the show is set in the 80s. Is it 89? It was uh, 87. 87. We're jumping a year ahead this this go around. But it's like it's it, it's a look into that club, that underground club scene. That I don't leave my house. Can you explain what that means? I and that was my first or, question. What is what does that mean? The ballroom scene. It was. I, I don't even know how to begin to explain. It, it was. Like I the, was also in morning it, radio in the 80s, so I've I barely ever left my house. It was like a party where they like you, you came and you you dressed to kill. Yeah, and it was like it was like a, what time it, it was does it start? Like, it was a pageant it was, it in was, a way. It was it was another world almost. They yeah. had created we, they had created a world that was inclusive. So for the people that felt like they could never be a model or they could never right. be a movie star because they were LGBTQ, they created an underground world where they had 
categories for girls that were beautiful or guys that looked like they could pass as a uh, military guy. They had these roles to say, hey, I may not be these things, but if I was given the opportunity, I could do it. So you would compete and you would get, you know, cash and you would get trophies. You would actually build a level of fame within that community. That's actually where Madonna got voguing from. So um, it's a whole world. A lot of celebrities have been a part of the... the, Well, RuPaul was a part of that back in the day, correct? Wasn't that that where RuPaul got her start? Everything, yeah. Yeah. But a lot of people, I know Rihanna's been at the balls. Janet Jackson's been at some of the balls. So it's it's very underground, but a lot of people have known about it in the industry. What what times does it start? Oh, gosh. They start pretty late, but... uh, They're fun, though. There you go. They're, they're, they're still going when you wake up to get ready for work. Well, maybe oh, that's yeah. when I get up to do my first round of show prep. Yes. Okay. So maybe I could go. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I just, uh, I love all the things you say about, because, you know, sometimes you, people go, it's just entertainment. But you say, you know, Pose gave you the opportunity to become that example of success for future generations mm-hmm. of transgender youth. You said, um... It feels like my calling. It feels like a blessing. If I can be that blueprint for someone else, I know what it's going to. It's going to be a little easier. It won't be all the way easy, but it'll, it'll be a little bit easier, you know. And I think we've all had that experience, whatever our age or experience. I mean, I remember the weekend I came out. I went to uh, I could think an event in Seattle, and this beautiful teenage girl and her family came up crying, all of them crying, and just hugged me, and they said, "You gave our daughter, our sixteen-year-old, the courage to come out to us." Yeah, this weekend and you know feel like she can be beautiful and feminine and whatever else she wants to be and be successful professionally and you know and I just like hugged her and cried and I just said you know you're, you're it's going to be okay now you're going to have a better life than I did you're going to feel like you're yeah right and you must feel like I'm sure you must get all kinds of feedback from trans I kids do. that watch Pose you know, and go the, like I, you know surprisingly well not surprisingly I'm happy that it's not only people of trans experience The feedback that I've gotten has been from cisgender people that have said, you know what? I wasn't looking at it this way. You're just a girl. I didn't get it before. I get it now. Those moments and also obviously connecting to other trans people, inspiring them, those moments are what we live for, Mm -hmm. right? Because I always feel like if you're not doing your due diligence as a human to change or help the world and heal it in some way, then what are you really doing? I'm not here just to accumulate things. I'm not here just to gain fame or money or anything of that nature. I'm here to change or shape in a positive way. So that's, um, it makes me happy. Are there any I, trans actresses that you look up to that you've... There's known? one woman that, I, that I've that i grown very, very in love with. Um, and I learned about her throughout my transition. Her name is uh, Lady Java. She's incredible. Uh-huh. She's been around since 70s. And wow. she actually has done a lot within the community. So I really look to her. Uh, the woman that I look the most to, though, is my mom. My mom is oh. the example of what I want to be like. I know that sounds like yeah. so no. cliche and corny. No, I love she really my mom. Is. My yeah. mom's gorgeous. I, She's educated. Oh, and, my mom's way more beautiful and classy than I could ever hope to you're be. You're gorgeous. Oh, hmm. thank you. Can you show me about the glitter on the island on the islands? Because that's fantastic. <laughs> okay. You. Shush. Um, <laughs> you asked Alaska Thunderfuck for lipstick advice. Well, it didn't work. <laughs> Um, so wait, I, all right. So when you, here's the other thing I love, you had a passion for performing from a young, young age and more enterprising than I was, Travis, you actually made tickets for your family, forced them to (laughs) 
to watch. So you actually had to, there was a cover charge for yeah, your living room of performances. Course. Oh yeah, and you look, were enterprising, man. I'm definitely a businesswoman. Yeah. Always have been since I was a child. Yes, <laughs> they had yeah. to pay for the tickets. Yeah, uh, yeah. I would make little paper, and I would uh, I would take. I'm sorry, I would take paper, and I would write ticket on it, and um, I would tear it off. And the show, would, let's say the show yeah. would be at four o'clock. Yeah. And was I there like a doorman? You'd be like, no, not in that dress. Well, my brother Mom. would. My Mom. brother, no. My brother, my oldest brother, I would have him helping. So he would be collecting the tickets. Yeah, he was my bouncer. And I, and whenever my cousins were over, I would have little skits that I had written for them. They'd have to say their parts and do their dance number. It was a whole thing. It was a whole thing. Wow, you're like Debbie Allen in Fame. Okay, is that too old a reference? <laughs> I, I hope know, not. I this is fame. where you start paying in sweat. I know Fame. And she I know knows. Debbie Allen, yeah. One of my, remember, one of my best dance remember, instructors remember. Was, was an instructor at Debbie Allen's Dance Academy. <gasps> Miss Karen McDonald. Yeah. Well, because you are a dancer, Demet. Yes. Right? Yeah, that's what I started off doing. I, I love that. You, you forced your mother to enroll you in performing arts school in fame. <laughs> Hot lunch jam. All of it, Travis. <laughs> Never seen Fame, remember my name. I haven't seen it. Right? But do, boys in the, dogs in the yard, something. All right, listen. You And then the child dancer for WNBA. This is fantastic. Um, your professional dance background, you landed your first on-screen role in Leave It on the Floor. Um, that was about also LA's ballroom scene. Yeah. So this is kind of your au revoir. Yeah, this has been it's been a blessing for me. Um, that was that it's was be more fun current. Seeing, like, the roots of it too, right? Say it again. It's got to be fun seeing the roots of it all too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I actually found myself in the ballroom scene in my my real life. Um, that's kind of where I discovered you know the freedom to be myself and to yeah. express myself. So it was cool to reference you know, my real life into mm-hmm. this. Yeah. Um. Okay. So. All right, I don't. We already talked about that. I, that just makes me. I want to go back and punch people in time that abused you when they found out you were uh-huh. trans. Well, thank you. Okay, um, but I love this the the whole Ryan Murphy story. So you made a lasting impact on him. He decided to write a role, Lulu, obviously a, a fashion loving diva who's second in command to the mother of the of a house specific specifically for you. My agent said verbatim, Ryan is obsessed with you. And he wants to, he loves you so much. He's creating a character for you. He wants you to be a series regular. What did that feel like? Was this after Glee was already? Oh no, Post is only, this is only second season of Post coming out this year. Yeah. No, but that's what I'm saying. So he was already oh Brian Glee Murphy Ryan Murphy. Murphy. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. Glee had already had already yeah. uh, been out. That's so, that's old stuff. There's American Horror Story. No, no, yeah. I know. What I'm what I'm saying is that must have been. Listen, I pinch myself. I'm saying all the time. it was Ryan Murphy after all his. Yeah. Okay. Ryan Murphyness. But yeah. also, he's like he finds people that he likes. Yeah, I think the thing with Ryan is that he really is one of those artists that sees true artists and he gives them a shot and a chance, and I appreciate that. I'm yeah. forever, ever grateful to Ryan. First of all, Ryan has been someone that I've wanted to work for since I first discovered American Horror Story. Mm-hmm. Right. I just became obsessed with like. All of his stuff. Exactly, and Travis. He was already in, immersed in his Murphyness. <laughs> yeah, Ryan, Murphy, Ryan Murphyness. Tim Burton. I've always wanted to work with him, and so um, that's still on my list. But um, Ryan Murphy, when I met him, he was incredible. Uh, I was just myself during my audition. I yeah. just went in there, and I was like, hey. Because at that point, I was auditioning for everything. I really yeah. was. I yeah. was standing in the rain. I was at that point in my career. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't care. I'm going to stand in the rain if I have to. I'm going to miss out on sleep. And I was at that hunger era of my life. And yeah. so when I was there... I was just myself and I did the audition. I left and it was like a few months that went by that my agent called me and um, he gave me the news and I was just really happy. Wow. Wow. Um, I love what you said though. You said, I feel like the word trans has a stigma to it. Like we're not capable. Like we have some mental problem. Mm -hmm. Like we can't do the job. Um, 
And so that, I mean, is the other thing that you must think like, wow, look at that kind of validation. Not only that, Ryan Murphy loves me and Ryan Murphy wrote a role just for me. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, yeah. it's like, that's like sort of beyond just, you know, uh, um, you know, validating you, isn't it? it? You know what? I think that, I think that the universe, I'm going to take it a little bit deeper. So try to follow me. All right. I'm, I'm not that deep. I'm very thinker. shallow, but go ahead. Well, I'm one of those conscious thinkers that I'm like, okay, why is this happening? I don't think anything happens by chance, right? Yeah. So this whole narrative of trans people being in the back and not being in the front and not being able to be visible and be seen as human, I think that everything has transpired the way it has for me and my cast members for the sake of the universe ushering in our community. It's 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 like it's it's this thing that went off in everyone. Like Ryan had this 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 light bulb that went off and everyone that's working on post had these aha moments. And I think that that's why I've been given the chance to be in the position that I'm in. Yeah. Because the universe saw the need for this movement to happen, just like civil rights. Mm-hmm. It's just that time. Yeah. And that's what I that's what I referenced this to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's drag you into our political web. Uh-oh. <laughs> this is what we talk about every day. But uh, isn't it a particularly hard time it's a hard time to be any of us we were talking today about psychologists saying how many people are having physical mental emotional problems because of trump being president not just him but just the hate and the hatefulness and the divisiveness and the bigotry i mean doesn't it feel like as far as we've come and that we're in 2019 and you've done as much as you've done doesn't this just feel like a weird time warp and like what are we going to get past this period of of like regression almost right we we will get past it i'm going to say this i won't get too too deep on politics however i will say this i think that there's always a good and a bad you see it in movies you see it in cartoons i think good always wins in the end i think that if you are living and you are living in the name of love and you just want to be happy and you want to treat others with kindness i think that that will prevail beyond anything um See, so, I think you drew up in a different era of cartoons than we did because in our world, <laughs> the coyote drops an anvil on uh, himself. Usually. But he lives right. to see another day. And then he, yes. then he, he lives to see another day because there was another ex- episode, so he still lives. Donald Trump is a bag of exploding fucking birdseed. <laughs> and there is no movable hole in a mountain to get us out of this bullshit. Okay, you grew up in a different era. Apparently, your, your cartoons were happier, clappier. But here's what I, we're going to do, mm-hmm. Haley. Listen. I, we know people, right? Yes. You know Ryan Murphy. I know Rob Reiner. You are a preacher's kid. You are a dancer. Damn it. God damn it. We're going to get this footloose. <laughs> We're going to get this footloose remake done. As God is my witness. If it fucking kills me, Travis. Right? Do we get the money? Okay, who's your leading man? Who's your who's Kevin Bacon? Who's Ooh. your one degree of oh, Kevin gosh, Bacon you me separation? Up let's see, let's see, let's see. <laughs> That is, it caught me off guard. I want to pick come the on, right cast your leading man. Let's make <laughs> dreams come true. You throw some ideas out. I don't know. Who do you well, think? I don't what? know the old, I, my, my age range is not right. Okay, you, you're looking at me. You see Chris me. Pine. <laughs> I don't know. He's just he's hot to everybody of I any mean, I age. Zach Efron up. Oh, Zach Efron. He can dance. Yeah. And yeah. sing. Yeah. I'm open. Whoever's down for the job, I'm open. Mm-hmm. You know. 
Haley, we're getting this done, man. Yeah. Footloose remake. <laughs> Haley, thank you so much. How do we follow you, worship you uh, uh, on Twitter, whatever? What do you yes, want? Yes, you can follow me. My Twitter is 213Sahar. That's S-A-H-A-R. Yeah. And then my Instagram is Haley Sahar. I spelled my name differently. So it's H-A-I-L-I-E Sahar, S-A-H-A-R. And you can follow me on my website as well at Haley Sahar as well. You know how these youngins are just sticking to like vowels in randomly. <laughs> whatever. Okay. Haley, this has been this has been fantastic. Good luck. So Thank proud you. of you. So happy for you. Thank you. Haley Sahara, Footloose, man. Let's do this. Thank you for coming down to the basement. Thank you.